Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M-Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M-Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M-Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M-Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275DS Missoula. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuwana's Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Did you know yawning is contagious? Just had to get a big one out because I'm sitting in the room all by myself. What's up, everybody? You want us now? ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. You want us now? The uh, one-stop shop for all your fun facts. Like yawning is contagious. Hippos are the most aggressive mammals on the planet, and maybe we'll even talk about some sports. 
Happy Thursday. Oh, look, I can see the reflection behind me. A little sun shining through. It's been fun uh, listening to the Jack Weatherman and uh, just the ebbs and flows. 70s all week last week, rainy and snowy and gross all week this week, but got a little sunshine over my shoulder, so uh, that definitely makes me happy. Hopefully you're having a great, I guess, now end to your week. It's just crazy to me how fast time flies during fall sports. I know that's the cliche. As you get older, time keeps going faster, but... During the fall sports season in particular, because the rhythm of football is just so relentless, and then you have these these crescendos every Saturday, and you start learning more, and you start learning more. Well, now we are into the crescendo of a variety of different sports. The World Series starts tomorrow, so summer's favorite pastime almost to an end in Major League Baseball. The high school soccer playoffs are raging on. A couple all-time classic matches these last couple days to get your state championship bracket set, your state championship matches for Saturday set. We'll do that here in a little while, by the way. And tomorrow, high school football playoffs officially underway. And we got, of course, huge games in the Big Sky Conference. So we're going to talk about all of that today. Very much looking forward to it. Our guy, Andrew, he's on the road, producer from behind the glass. He's on the the road uh, going to pay homage to his grandfather, 100 years old, made it to 100. What a deal, man. Sorry to my guy for uh, the loss, but also, man, what a celebration because you make it to triple digits. That's pretty good. That's pretty fun. So we got our other favorite guys on the other side of the glass, Jeff Safford, Tommy Evans. will both be here. Also, make sure to tune in tonight after the show, Grizz Hockey. And I would say the most formidable opponent yet to come to Glacier Ice Rink. The University of Mary has won multiple national championships uh, at this level of college hockey, and uh, they're making their trip from uh, North Dakota over this way, and so it should be a good one down there at the Glacier Ice Rink tonight, uh, and we'll have the call. Puck drops at 730, so our guy Jeff Safford will be on the call. You can also always watch the action on the ESPN MT app. On that note, before we get any farther, how generous is this? Our guy Brian, King of Wings, down there at the Desperado. He has given us four VIP passes to tonight's Grizz hockey game, and you're going to get two baskets of wings as well. Here's the deal. All you got to do is call us, and then you just go down to the Despo, they serve you up some delicious wings. They give you four VIP passes. You go watch a great hockey game between the University of Mary and the University of Montana. Call right now, 406-888-1029. Call number 4, 888-1029. Call right now. We got four Grizz hockey passes plus two baskets of wings, the best wings in the city of Missoula, courtesy of the Desperado uh, Sports Tavern and Grill. We're going to talk all Big Sky preseason list. For players, uh, the teams were released today. The polls released yesterday. The teams released today. Uh, so we'll go through some hoop stuff. We're also going to hear from Bobby Houck, the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, as his team prepares to hit I-15 on the way down to Ogden, Utah. We will be making the trip as well. We're leaving tomorrow, but have no fear. Nuanas now will be in its duration tomorrow. We're going to uh, try a new little formula, but don't need to worry about what's going on on our end. On your end, it'll be the exact same show We'll have all sorts of high school interviews for you. And uh, we'll have Bronson Barron, the the uh, quarterback for Weaver State, joining us tomorrow as well. But we'll hear from Coach Halk about 4.15, 4.30 today. 
Also, we're going to give you a little recap of what went down in state cross country. The state cross country meet was here in Missoula at the University of Montana golf course last um, weekend. So we'll take you through some of the results there. Also, the illustrious return of Brooks Nuanez. He's been one of our main guys on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast forever for almost a decade. He has also been a friend of the show here at Nuanez Now, but he hasn't come on this fall yet until today. He's our new betting man. We'll go through the NFL uh, picks against the spread, give you some of our favorites, some of the best numbers, the high lows, over-unders, all that sort of stuff. That's at the top of the hour. And then we'll also talk some more soccer. Footy 15, an excerpt of the Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast from Andrew Houghton. We have some tidbits for, uh, some bits, rather, for the University of Montana women's soccer team. Chris Chidovitsky, the head coach, joins us. And then we'll also hear from Dan Lockridge, who's the head coach of the Missoula Sentinel Girls. They're into the state championship match in Class AA for the second time in their school's history and the first time since 2015. So there you go. It's a show outlook here on Nuanas Now. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. The uh, World Series begins tomorrow. And I find it fascinating sort of the the two ways that baseball teams can reach the, the pivotal moment. The, the, the crescendo, the end of the season, the plateau here in the World Series. There's the whole body of work, and I think the whole body of work was, was so impactful in the history of baseball because there used to not be playoffs. It used to just be you'd play 158 to 162 games and then win the pennant, and then the American League pennant winner and the National League pennant winner, boom, you play for the World Championship. Well, now there's more rounds of playoffs than ever. So, winning all the games, I mean, winning an an insane amount of regular season games, like the Los Angeles Dodgers did this year, 111 and 51. That's what the Dodgers went. They were 57 and 24 at home, 54 and 27 on the road. Just crazy how consistently good the Dodgers were this year. That's the total body of work. But then they run into a buzzsaw with the Padres. And so there's one way of grinding all the way to get into that triple-digit wins and then hoping you can continue to play well. Or you can just try to be playing well down the stretch and try to catch lightning in a bottle, so to speak, and see where you can go. I mean, the Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series right now. They were 87-75. and 75. That's a 537 winning percentage. That's not that much above just pretty average. I mean, the Phillies were third in their division. The Braves and the Mets each won 101 games in the AL East. The Phillies were third in their division. So, um, But such a great example of playing well at the right time, playing well down the stretch. And now you got Philadelphia versus Houston uh, in this uh, 2022 World Series. It's not as now ESPN Radio 
SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I think it's a very cool part of the story that the Phillies have been really relying on two of the the grizzled veterans of their squad in Bryce Harper, who hit the go-ahead home run, the game-winning home run, to clinch the NLCS, and also Kyle Schwarber, who's hit a couple moonshot home runs so far uh, in this playoffs. But it seems, though, even though the, the Phillies are certainly the hot team and, and the one that has uh, really played the best baseball of, of its National League counterparts all the way down the stretch, it seems like the Astros are a definitive favorite in this. And I know that the sports book has them as a definitive favorite in this as well. Jeff, what do you think of this? I, I'm thinking, so by the way, one of the most fun things to bet on is baseball. And I'm thinking I'm going to go put a you know, a little $5 bill or something on the Astros to, to win the World Series. Just, you know, find the futures bet and then just bet on the overall series. I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to pick the Astros. I don't know how many games I'm going to say, but I think I'm going to pick them. What, uh, what do you think, Jeff? Am I, am I silly uh, for thinking that the Astros are definitive favorites? No, I absolutely do not think that you are silly to think that the Astros are on paper definitely the favorites to win this series. They dominated the American League. They lead, led most categories, whether you look at pitching, hitting, home runs, ERA, their bullpen ERA, starting pitching, whatever you want to look at. The Astros have been strong in just about every facet, and they've won every game through the postseason, and folks are talking about them rolling through the Phillies in four to go undefeated in the postseason. If they were to do that, they would become the first team since the 70s, the big red machine. This Those Cincinnati Reds clubs from the 70s, Pete Rose, we know how good those teams were. So if you're comparing the Astros to that team, you know that they are so good on paper. And if you wanted to, but still... You touched on the success of Philadelphia and what they've done at this point. And yes, they're riding this wave of momentum from the city of Philadelphia, from Bryce Harper, the ex-MVP. They're starting pitching. You just feel the vibe from this Phillies team that they have no fear. And you know that they are going to go in there on the road and they are not going to be intimidated by what they face. So I expect a deep series. I expect... Six or seven games, absolutely. I, so, yes, I think Houston on paper is your favorites just with all the talent and everything that done to this point, but expect Philly to battle and expect a six or a seven-game series. That's what I'd say. And, yes, I know Houston, a squad that a lot of folks aren't happy with with all the scandal, but if there's anybody to be happy for with Houston's success, it's Dusty Baker, for sure. their manager. He's been there... He's been in baseball 20-plus years. He's been in the postseason, World Series, manager of the year. He's done it all. And the one thing he hasn't done is win a World Series. So even if you're unhappy about the Astros winning, be happy for Dusty Baker. He's been a good baseball guy for a long time and expect and re- deserves some recognition and respect. No doubt about it. Jeff Safford, many hats here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, joining us uh, here on Nuanas Now. Talking World Series. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Dusty Baker, by the way, played in, in the majors from 1968 till 1986. Stints with the Braves, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the San Francisco Giants, and the Oakland Athletics. Then as a manager, 93 to 2002 with the San Francisco Giants, 2003 to 2006 with the Cubs, 08 to 2013 with the Reds, 2016 and 17 with the Nationals, and he's been the Houston Astros manager for the last three seasons. He does have one World Series ring, but it was as a player, not as a coach. Uh, He won with the Los Angeles Dodgers back in 1981. I don't think a lot of people remember Dusty Baker on that team. That team so well remembered for uh, guys like Fernando Valenzuela. And uh, I believe that was the first L.A. Dodgers team to win the World Series. I think that they'd won a couple uh, when they were the Brooklyn Dodgers, but they had not won as a Los Angeles franchise until 81. But Dusty Baker... A part of that, but now uh, as the Houston Astros manager, certainly uh, a fun story. Out of baseball, into some hoops. We talked about the Big Sky uh, Conference preseason polls yesterday. Montana State, the consensus pick by the league's media and coaches to win the Big Sky Conference in both men's and women's basketball. The women's program, uh, very good, has been very good for for, uh, the better part of the last decade. They've really turned the corner there at MSU under Trisha Binford. And I would argue are they're the most consistently successful program. Certainly, um, Northern Colorado has been there. Idaho State has been there. And Montana hasn't been there, and that's a huge part of it. Idaho's definitely been there as well. And Idaho State, Idaho have as many uh, trips to the big dance as Montana State does over that last 10-year span. But the Lady Grizz being uh, sort of a middle-of-the-league team since Robin Selvig retired has opened up the door for more competitiveness in the Big Sky Conference Women's League. But the Cats, the pick in both men's and women's basketball in the preseason poll, and the uh, Lady Grizz, the consensus pick by the women, by the media and the coaches, excuse me, uh, as second. And uh, then in uh, the men's poll, the consensus number two was Northern Colorado. And then the Grizz men, the uh, consensus number three in the media and coaches poll on the men's side. Um, but here's what the preseason all-conference teams looked like. On the women's side, Darian White, the reigning Big Sky Conference Tournament MVP and last year's Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year, she's the preseason MVP, and that's who I voted for. Uh, If you listen to this show consistently, you know that um, she is absolutely uh, who I think is the most impactful, impressive player in the Big Sky Conference. I thought she's the best player in the league since the first time I ever saw her when she was a freshman. I think she controls the game in such a variety of ways. I think she's such a ruthless competitor. And I think that's why Montana State's had such great success in the uh, conference tournament with Darian White as their point guard. You know, she led them on a run her freshman year, and they looked like they were going to be NCAA tournament bound before COVID called off the whole thing. 
Then they got to the semis her sophomore year. And then last year, uh, she had an unbelievable performance on the way to winning Big Sky Conference Tournament MVP and helping the Bobcats stamp their ticket to the big dance. So not surprised that uh, Darian White was the Big Sky MVP, but I think Beyonce B got a lot of votes as well from Idaho. She was one of two unanimous selections to this Big Sky All-Conference team, uh, her and Darian White. And it's been fun to watch the parallels of those two, their careers. I mean, uh, they were sort of 1A and 1B for freshman of the year when they were each freshman. Then they were both first-team All-League selections when they were sophomores. And then last year, uh, arguably two of the best players in the league. And now here they are as the seniors and two of the, the prominent choices as Big Sky Conference preseason MVP. So both well-deserved. I had both of them on my preseason team. Isnel Natabo from Sacramento State, who was the newcomer of the year a year ago, she is uh, the most dominant physical force in the league. At six foot five, she was one of the leading rebounders in the country a year ago, and uh, no dispute of her on this team whatsoever. I think if she even takes a little bit of a step offensively, she's going to be a force to be reckoned with there on the block uh, for the Sac State Hornets in Mark Campbell's second year at the helm. Uh, leading Sacramento State. Carmen G. Feller from Montana, also on the team. None of these are a surprise. This is exactly how I voted. Uh, we're going to get to maybe what the one spot where it was a surprise, but it's not really a surprise because there was actually seven young ladies on this team. Customary six spots is usually what is granted on a all-conference team. You have the MVP and then five more. It's not based on positions. It's just the best players in the league. This is voted on by uh, the affiliated media. And... Uh, I think there was 27 voters this this uh, this year, so definitely a a, a decent sized sample size of, of voters and opinions and people that cover a variety of different teams throughout the league. But Carmen G. Filler from Montana, she's been great, uh, and she's sort of the last remaining person from the olden days of Lady Grizz basketball. And what I mean by that is, you know, Shannon Shrain was an extension of Robin Selvig. And Carmen G. Feller was a Shannon Schwain recruit. And uh, she's kind of just the last one left. Uh, Sammy Facken came under, in under Coach Swain as well, but then left the program before Coach Swain was uh, not retained and then came back to the program under Brian Holsinger. G. Feller is kind of the last one remaining from that group that came in under Schwain. So um, not surprised that she's on this team. I think she's one of the smoothest scorers, one of the best shooters in the Big Sky Conference and looks to be prone for a big senior year. Hannah Simatel out of Northern Colorado. She was a second-team All-League pick a year ago. I love her. I think she's a great player. I think the way that she uh, attacks and has – I think she's one of the most versatile offensive scorers in the league. And so I, I had her on my team, and then my last pick was Cola Bad Bears. Those are my six. Darian White, Beyonce B, Isnell Natabo, Carmen G. Filler, Hannah Simatel, and Cola Bad Bear from Montana State. Cola Bad Bear, a billing senior product – uh, the latest proud Treasure State product to be representing for one of the Big Sky Conference schools here in the state of Montana. Uh, not only a awesome post player and just a smooth, smooth uh, hooper, also just a wonderful gal who has uh, a keen awareness of her place in the spotlight. Um, as a Native American playing at Montana State, she has been thrust into... Uh, a role of, of massive exposure. She's certainly a star amongst her peoples and a star amongst us as Montanans. 
She's also done a lot of work with the uh, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women uh, Initiative, the, the nonprofit, No More Stolen Sisters. Um, and she's done a great job raising money for that. They've had games that were dedicated to that cause. So just overall, a awesome, awesome gal. And, and I think she has a lot to be proud of, and we have a lot to be proud of, of her as just a native Montanan who's represented well out of Billings Senior High School. And then the last one, the seventh one, that was a tie for uh, the, the total points, is Darren Hickok from Weber State. And Weber has had a lot of success the last couple of years. But I think Valada Harris is a really good coach. And I think if Weber State is to have more success this year, it's going to start and end with Darren Hickok. She's really, really, really talented and really, really, really tough. They call her Monk, and uh, she's one of the best sort of slashing forwards, rebounders off the wing that there is in the league. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Appreciate you for being here on your Thursday. Missoula Broadcasting Company has been locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and proud to say so. The Big Sky Preseason All-League men's team. <laughs> you can tell it's pretty cut and dry because this is exactly how I voted except for one player. Jabril Bello from Montana State, the reigning MVP. He was the preseason MVP as well. No surprise there. He was the only unanimous selection to the preseason all-conference team. Dalen Kuntz, Northern Colorado senior, the leading scorer in the league last year. A young man who uh, dabbled in the NBA draft waters but did not hire an agent and ultimately just t- decided to return to UNC. He's also on the squad. I'll tell you Dalen Kuntz's story in just one minute. Dylan Jones, who was my vote for MVP, out of Weber State, I think he's the most versatile player in the league. He was also on the team. Steel Ventures, who's one of the top five leading scorers in the conference. Uh, a combo guard from Eastern Washington, who averaged more than 16 points per game. He was also on the preseason team. Josh Bannon from Montana was also on the preseason team. I think he has an opportunity to, to really be a next-step player. And, uh, you know, his name on this list means that it won't be that big of a surprise to anybody. Um I think he'll have a target on his back this year, but I also think he works like a pro, and I think that that's going to help him go far for sure. The Southpaw from Australia, definitely one of the most versatile foremen in the league. And the Jalen Cohn, former Virginia Tech transfer who was uh, a 20-point-per-game scorer at Northern Arizona a year ago. Uh, he rounds out the preseason all-league uh, men's team. The only other one that I voted for, I did not vote for Jalen Cohn because NAU won six conference games last year. And I think that he and Carson Tout give NAU a strong young core for sure. But I had Raekwon Battle from Montana State on my uh, all-league team. He was the reserve of the year in the conference last year. I also just think he's one of the most talented young men in, in, the, in the big sky. I think his, his talent is prodigious. That's why he was a four-star recruit. I mean, if you watch him warm up, play in, ba- you know, in, in the layup and the dunk line, geez. I mean, the dude is he's a dunk contest waiting to happen. I mean, that, that's that's what he does. He's a high flyer, but then he's also one of the better shooters in the league as well. He's an unbelievably talented kid. And I think if he has a big year, it's going to be a big thing for Montana State men's basketball as they try to get back to the Big Sky Conference. Championship, uh, regular season championship that they won a year ago as well as um, back to the NCAA tournament, their first trip since 1996 last year. 
So a banner year all the way around for Bobcat basketball men and women, and that was reflected again in the All Big Sky preseason lists that were released by the league today. You want us now? ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Oh, I told you I'd tell you a Dalen Kuntz story. So quickly, Kuntz went off when he was in Missoula last year against the Grizzlies, and so I, I waited for him in the um, uh, af- outside the locker room for a post-game interview. And there's there's the visitors' locker room and there's the visiting coaches' locker room. They're right across the hall from each other there at Dahlberg Arena. So I just stand in between and just try to snag a coach to tell a guy, hey, can you just you know have Dalen come out here for a minute, just chat with me for a quick sec. And I uh, was waiting there, and one of their assistant, one of Northern Colorado's assistants comes out, and he's like, hey. I was like, hey, what's, what's going on? Can I talk to Dalen? And he's like, who are you? <laughs> I was like, uh, Colter Nuanas. I'm from uh, ESPN Radio, Sky and Sports, cover the Big Sky Conference. Just wanted to get a couple quotes from him. He's like, oh. He's like, sure, man, I'll grab him right away. He's like, I was just making sure – because you could tell he was very confrontational, like, go away. What are you doing here? And I could tell it wasn't because I was a media guy. They were actually very welcoming to having uh, Dalen Coots do an interview. Uh, they thought I was some sort of scout or recruiter. And so then the guy came up to me afterwards and apologized. He's like, sorry, I was a little bit uh, stern with you earlier. He's like, we just got to hang on to Coots, man. We can't have him transfer. We need him bad. And I was like, you guys do need him bad for sure. Uh, also, though, just such a state of affairs when it comes to uh, – Ben's college basketball and just the transfer portal and how everybody's picking everybody off. And it's just an interesting time uh, to cover uh, men's hoops. That's for sure. Outside of basketball, back into football. Bobby Houck, what do you have to say this week? Well, let's say he wasn't in a good mood again, but hey, we're not here for feelings. We're here for football. Houck highlights some of the best from Bobby Houck this week. Previewing the Weber State game and also addressing, or maybe not, the special teams issues that have plagued Montana in recent weeks. How Highlights, presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller, is next. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. Welcome back. New one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas 
Coming to you live from the ESPN MT studio. Thanks for hanging out with us here on your Thursday. ESPN MT here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and proud to say so. Time now for our Hulk highlights. The hype around the Grizz coming into this year. Well, the hype around the Grizz every coming into every year seems to be consistent, and it says I always remind people there's a cliche that it's all about winning, but it's actually all about the hope of winning, and that's why if you've ever had national championship tradition, that tradition will linger for quite some time, and those expectations can influence generations to come, and that's what Montana has been experiencing and chasing for the better part of the last 10 years. But coming into this year, I think people thought that this Grizz team had a chance to actually really make a run at it. They've been good the last two years, 10 wins each of the last two seasons. They have advanced to the quarterfinals of the uh, FCS playoffs, uh, both 2019 and 2021. But what is the actual, uh, what was the actual realistic nature of making a run at it? Okay, well, this year I think people thought maybe with Lucas Johnson, his improvements at quarterback, his upgraded quarterback, plus just the veteran nature of their defense, they really had an opportunity to make a true run at it. Well, now they're on a two-game winning streak, and it feels like most of the people I'm talking to think the sky is falling and that there is no national championship aspirations. And I'll tell you this. I think what the Grizz have done the last two weeks has been disappointing. Objectively, from an analysis standpoint, compared to what their talent level is and what we expected and projected of them coming into this year. I thought they would be 6-0 and going to Sac State, and I thought they'd go whip Sac State, and then I thought their season would begin. Then I thought they'd have to avoid a letdown this week at Weber State, and I think they, I thought they would have to mitigate the noise of being the number one or two team in the country in that scenario. But instead, they're on a two-game losing skid. They're number 11 in the country. I've also been uh, very, very critical of a lot of the things about Montana, particularly when it comes to offensive scheme, uh, the lack of identity offensively, the lack of creativity offensively, I actually think that it's not a lack of creativity. It's a lack of consistent, it's a lack of consistency in going back to what you could do well to isolate your primary playmakers and instead getting stuck in the throes of your system. Their run game is so rudimentary. I mean, they don't do anything on the perimeter. They don't do any sort of outside zone or counter. And every once in a while when they do, like they ran a, a sort of an outside zone play with Xavier Harris against Portland State, and boom, he shoots out of a rocket and scores a 64-yard touchdown. And last week, I think it's just so indicative of just looking at the box score. Harris, who's your most explosive running back, had three carries. Junior Bergen, who I know went down with an injury midway through the game, but still, he's your most explosive playmaker, period. He only had a couple touches. They've had a hard time getting Cole Grossman, the big tight end, involved. Aaron Fonts doesn't get as much love as, as I would like to see from him. So I just think that sometimes it's more complicated than it needs to be. Run trips. Flood the wide side of the field. Throw the ball to your playmakers. Figure out what you want your offense to be about because just being sort of this dink and dunk quick game, but then with no real ability to stretch the field. I mean, college football... In its essence right now, the reason everybody in, the, in college football runs the spread is that the spread allows you the opportunity to 
Put your playmakers in space, and the key to scoring points in college football games is causing the defender to be caught in space and then to make a mistake. That's what scheme is at the college level. Finding a way to make the other team miss. You make the other team make a mistake when it's a one-on-one situation, and boom, you got a chunk play. Boom, you got a touchdown. Long, methodical drives are what the NFL is all about. Red zone execution and all that. I mean, it's certainly important in the big sky for sure. But the teams with the most prolific offenses and the teams with the most success are going to be the ones that can actually get true chunk plays. And I think that Montana has limited themselves offensively. And then I think that carries over into the other units. I think that, first of all, I think that the narrative coming out of fall camp that Montana was going to be just fine at their specialists because they're always just fine at specialist. Uh, Patrick Warbach's a great punter. He's going to be an all-conference guy this year as a freshman out of Kalispell Glacier. He's awesome. They had that shored up right away. The question mark of Brian Buschini transferred to Nebraska. Who's going to be the punter? It was answered. Bobby Houck knew it because uh, he had Warbach committed early. And, okay, so I got that. That one's locked in. But the kicking game, the actual field goal operation game, it hasn't been good. They've gotten a lot of kicks blocked. They had two blocked last week alone. They've missed multiple extra points, had multiple extra points blocked. So I just uh, wonder how much one side of the ball, offense, being sort of unoriginal and sort of mediocre, if that's affecting everything else. I also think that the the instability and inconsistency on special teams, you wonder if that's also trickling in and then in turn affecting the defense. I still think the defense is very good. I think for as high pressure and impressive as they are to watch fly around, they also have very defined weaknesses. Now, those weaknesses, they're very easy to notice and point out. They're very hard to actually fundamentally attack. Convincing a college-level quarterback to stand in the pocket and just get bludgeoned is that's the strategy. Your guy, your quarterback, if you're playing the Grizz, has to stand in the pocket and make throws through contact. That's it. If he can make throws through contact into the middle of the field, he'll be able to find soft spots in the middle of that Grizz defense, in the middle of um, one-on-one situations, all that. Okay, but how many young men can sit in the pocket and just get blasted by Patrick O'Connell and Marcus Wellnell and the like over and over and over again, easier said than done. So I, I still think the Grizz defensive scheme is sound, impressive. I think their personnel is elite. And I think they have elite personnel on offense as well, especially at the skill. I don't really know where I'm at with the line. The line's got to get better. I don't know how you do that in the scope of a season. I do think it's better, It's good enough, though, for them to be playing better offensively than they have over the last month. That's all to say we analyze and diagnose this ad nauseum, and that's what happens when you have a program with the prestige and tradition of the Montana Grizzlies. But what I see more than anything is the Grizzlies need a win, man. The Grizz have not won a football game since they went on the road and won at um, Idaho State on October 1st. So it's been 28 days, 20, 26 days as we sit here today. It will, have been, it will have been 28 days when they take the field at Stewart Stadium. That's a long time to go without a victory when you're a team that is expecting and hoping to win the biggest prize in the football championship subdivision.
Here's some thoughts from the head man, Bobby Houck, on all things Grizz football headed into this Weber State matchup. Just very disappointed. Lost on the road to the number two team in the nation in a game where we never trailed until regulation was over. Uh, felt like we had the game in control through the night and you know just couldn't catch a break, so it's on to Weber State. Another huge test on the road. Um, they're a good football team. They're tough. Um, they're, they're really big. They're giant up front, particularly on offense. I um, think they played really well in all three phases through the, the first uh, two-thirds of the season. Uh, so be a big test, and we're excited for the challenge and, and uh, going back to work today. Coach, I know special teams hasn't been up to your standards lately, and um, you know where do you think that stems from, and what's gonna, what are you working on moving forward to kind of get that ready for Weaver? Where hasn't it been up to my standard? Um, well, some some blocked field goal attempts, and then a few on the kickoffs. The blocked field goal attempts, we we need to get it off faster. That's simple. What was the other thing? And then with the squib kick, and then that was just unfortunate, but also. Um, you know, also the onside kick, just your thoughts at that and where you can prepare moving forward. What onside kick are you talking about? At, against Idaho. That's a long time ago, man. Hey, time out real quick. Field goal, as I say till I'm blue in the face, is an offensive function. Field goal rush is a defensive function. So, sorry, Kyle, go ahead and ask that again. Coach, when you're breaking down Weber State, how, how much do you play into the game from last week because it was such a weird game? I mean, they had the ball for like three minutes in the whole first half because of the kick return, punt return, blocked kick, all that stuff. So how much do you take away from uh, last week's game? Well, it's the most recent game, so it's big in the breakdown. Um, yeah, I mean, their offense is their offense, their defense is their defense. Um, the, the flow of the game doesn't necessarily uh, go into the – the breaking down of tendencies or anything like that. It seems like one of their tendencies offensively is to have multiple different running backs. How big of a challenge is that when you do have multiple guys? I know a lot of people are running a lot of running backs right now, but they seem to have three pretty good ones. Yeah, I like their backs. I really like their front. Uh, I think their backs run hard. I think they've got good uh, good quickness. We're familiar with with uh, with uh, Davis. Um, he didn't play the last two weeks, so I don't know where that's at. But, uh, I mean, they're going to run their offense. And the quarterback, uh, the last time you guys played, we were a different quarterback. This one, Bronson Barron, he throws the ball down the field a little bit more. How much does that add to their, their offensive attack? He's a good deep ball thrower. I think he's accurate down the field. I think that helps him. Um, high completion percentage. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head what it is, but it's in the mid-60s, I believe. So he, he's doing a good job for him. And defensively, they, they play a ton of defensive backs. Looks like they're running a bunch of different coverages. How big of a challenge is that to prepare for? Well, they're, they're going to they're gonna run different personnel groups. You know, they'll have nickel and dime and uh, do some different things. They're going to run their defense. Um, I'd, I'd consider them a strong defensive team. Um, so they're going to do what they do they're, and be good. I know the quarterback play kind of felt like the only thing holding them back the last couple of years. I'm wondering just, uh, you know, looking at him on tape, what are some of the things that stand out from you uh, to his game as far as it adds to the offense from the last time you saw him? Well, I, you know, he's hitting passes down the field and he's completing a high percentage of them. 
I don't know how much they're checking or what they're asking him to do. Um, he seems to be doing a, a pretty good job in the RPO game. So those are the things. At it. And the coach mentioned Weber really being able to throw the ball well, but your secondary had three interceptions this last week. How do you feel about the way they've been uh, progressing as the season moves along? Well, I, you know, I, I think our, our defense has played pretty well throughout the season. Um, you know, if we're, if we're getting an interception, a lot of the times it's, it's because uh, the guys up front are putting pressure on the quarterback. And if we get a sack, a lot of times it's because the guys in the back are, end are covering it up and they can't get, get it out of their hand fast. So um, I thought our defense played well um, throughout that game. Uh, we gave up a couple of plays late that uh, hurt us, but our defense played well. And then, Chris, it seems like the offense is kind of best when you guys get a nice chunk yardage run at the beginning. And just how important, how much of a focus is that for you guys up front to uh, you know, make room on, on first down there? I mean, you could ask any team that question. I mean, get momentum fast, boost the mood of the whole team, and really gets the game going. It's very important. Is there anything Weber does that's different offensively than what they've done in past years? You mentioned some of the RPO stuff. Is that new? Well, gosh, we haven't played them since 2019, yeah. so I, it's a hard question to answer. We haven't spent a lot of – we haven't thought about them since we played last, you know, which is two years ago. It's kind of a – once again, a quirky deal with our conference. Um, they, they're very similar to what they've done. Chris Walker there in your Hawk highlights. <laughs> yeah. Neglected to take out the uh, one little soundbite from the Grizz senior offensive tackle, but I'm sure if you're listening along and following along, you didn't mind one bit. Our Hauk highlights featuring feedback from University of Montana head coach Bobby Hauk is presented each week by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Ryan Holloway and Miller Law Firm has established a strong, well-earned reputation with their respected attorneys in criminal defense and personal injury. Nate Holloway can handle the most complex criminal cases, while Paul Ryan is known for his high acumen for DUI cases. Angie Miller has a biology degree, which gives her an elevated expertise in in evaluating personal injury medical malpractice cases. Together, the trio can help you no matter what your legal need. Case evaluation is free, and the phone line is always open 24-7. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Want a free six-pack of beer and a sandwich? Great. Stick around. Warden's Market's going to hook you up right after the break. Plus, some of the state cross-country champions, both individual and team. That's all next. Keep it right here. You want us now? ESPN Radio. Do you want your sports news, commentary, and features from a corporate publication? Would you like to hear it from local experts who have lived in your community their entire lives? At Skyline Sports, Coulter and Brooks Nuanas bring more than two decades of experience to give you old-school journalism with a new-age presentation at SkylineSportsMT.com. The Nuanas brothers provide knowledge from a family who lives Big Sky Conference athletics every day. For $8 a month or 90 bucks a year, get access to comprehensive college grizz and bobcat coverage at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every Every day, every season. 
Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Thanks so much for tuning in. No matter how you're joining us, let's talk some uh, high school cross country. The season wrapped up over the weekend. Congratulations to all the athletes for making it through. If uh, your sport of choice is to run for three and a half miles at a time, then if I was you, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> but, but regardless, a great discipline, a, a one of those sports, I think, that will serve you well forever because it's such a fundamentally good habit to have. And if you do enjoy it and then you can carry it on, I mean, you could run cross-country training style forever uh, if you really want to, and that's cool. I mean, most of us will never play football again after high school, and uh, so to be able to do it and also do it competitively, very fun. So let's take a look at how it all went down. The uh, state cross-country meet was at the University of Montana golf course here in Missoula. Your class AA girls champion. This are River City Runners, by the way. River City Runners highlighting some of the best runners from the River City, the Garden City here in Missoula, as well as from around the state of Montana as well. The girls' champion uh, on the team side, Missoula Hellgate. The Knights did it despite not placing anybody higher than Caitlin Skinner, who placed seventh. But Anika Kendrick was ninth. Stella Diaz was tenth. Jamison Malloy was 13th. And Claire Castleberry was 15th. So very impressive team depth for Hellgate. They outlast the Bozeman girls, who's been uh, a pretty defined dynasty for quite some time. So great win by Missoula Hellgate, their first AA state championship since 2018 as a team. Bozeman Iowa was second. Bozeman Gallatin was third. 
Claire Rutherford and Isabel Ross of Bozeman Gallatin, each of them sophomores. They went 1-2 uh, in the individual uh, finish. Malia Bradford of Missoula Sentinel was third. And Natalie Nicholas of Bozeman came in at fourth. On the boys' side in the AA, Bozeman High once again. They get back on top. First time since 2019, but they once upon a time won 12 in a row. So quite a few state championships during the 21st century for the Bozeman Hawks. And they did it behind a 1-2 finish from Weston Brown and Nathan Neal. Those two guys, former Bozeman High soccer players, and they really ran away with the race. Weston Brown ran 15 minutes and 25 seconds. Nathan Neal ran 15.32.8. Keegan Crosby of Missoula Sentinel, he was third. But he was about 22 seconds behind Nathan Neal. So dominant effort by those Bozeman High guys to go 1-2. Ryan Harrington of Great Falls was fourth. And that made it four guys under 16 minutes. And then Carson Steckelberg of Bozeman Gallatin was fifth. Phineas Colescott, who's been one of the standouts uh, for the Missoula Hellgate Knights, he finished seventh. Missoula Hellgate as a team was second behind Bozeman. And then Missoula Sentinel was third, but a dominant effort by the Hawks. 60 points compared to 91 for Hellgate and 92 for Sentinel. River City Runners here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Class A, here's how it went down. Harden on the girls' side, no surprise here. Harden has been utterly dominant so far uh, this year, so they culminate that dominance with a team state title. Karis Brightwings Pease, who's one of the best distance runners of any female in the state of Montana, period. She's just outstanding for Harden. She ran 19 minutes and one second to win the individual title by 34 seconds. Maria Aragon was second. She's also from Harden. And Elise Moccasin from Harden was third. So one, two, three podium sweep for Harden. Uh, very impressive. Zoe Realbird of Harden also was in the top uh, 15 there. And Harden came in with 37 total points to blow the competition out of the water. Corvallis was second with 91 points, and Columbia Falls third with 93 points. Greta Took of Miles City was the highest individual placer at fourth that wasn't from Harden. On the boys' side, cross country, Livingston was first with 78 points. Whitefish second with 90, and Corvallis third with 132. The individual champion, Grayson Pinaso from Billings Central, he posted an eight-second win over Ben Bird of Hardin. Ben Stedman of Dillon was third. Caleb Tomac of Haver fourth. And Charlie Serafin of Livingston fifth, the highest placer from Park County High School, who was the individual boys champion out of Livingston. Uh, he was The highest finisher for Livingston was the fifth-place finisher overall. Class B cross-country results. All these were at the University of Montana Golf Course, by the way. They just do a, you know, I don't know what order they did them in this time, but it's just one classification goes at a time, boys, girls, boys, girls, and uh, knock them all out. In Class B, St. Ignatius's boys were the champions. They had 63 points, nearly half as many as three forks. By the way, for those following along, less points is better in team cross-country if you didn't get the gist here on River City Runners. St. Ignatius, 63 points, three forks, 112 Jefferson, 129. Andrew Rush of St. Ignatius was the individual champion by almost 20 seconds. Robbie Nuilla of St. Ignatius was second. James Plymouth 
of Columbus was third. Kyler Harris of Florence Carlton, fourth. And Elias Besbach of Columbus was fifth. On the girls' side, Columbus, the team champion. Manhattan, second. And Red Lodge, third. The individual medalists, the top uh, finisher, Renee Parker of Jefferson. Natalie Wood of Big Timber. Tanae Baker of Glasgow. Emily C. of Glasgow. And then Kelsey Plymail of Columbus is your top five at the Class B level. And in Class C, what do you know, Manhattan Christian? Manhattan Christian is just so, so good in the Class C sports, especially volleyball and cross country. The uh, Eagles do it again. The Manhattan Christian boys, about as dominant as you can get. They scored six points. I think that that is actually just one point off of actually as dominant as you can possibly be. Oren Arthun was first for Manhattan Christian. Uh, overall, Safin Hubner was second. Nathan Adams was third. Seth Amarud was fifth. And uh, they also had Kevin Visser uh, in the top 15. So really, really, really impressive from Manhattan Christian uh, at the Class C level. They blew it out of the water. West Yellowstone second in the team competition, and Plenty Q is third. Girls' side, Manhattan Christian gets the sweep. Boys, girls in cross country, 37 points for the uh, Eagle girls. Annie Call of Plentywood was the overall top finisher. Jaden Van Dyken of Manhattan Christian was second. Shelby Labrie of Whitewater, third. Maya Green of Scobie, fourth. And Lily Adair of Darby was fifth. So as River City Runners, that's your top results from the world of cross country across the state of Montana. And that thus wraps up our number one of Nuanas Now. Out of high school sports into the NFL for some of the best bets of the weekend. It's all football all the time with a new guest. Brooks Nuanas joins us next. Keep it right here, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delans of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 Advocates. Dot com. 